0: I'm Misha,
1: and I'm Kyle, and today we have a very special guest on with us, uh, Mia, welcome to
0: the show.
2: That's so nice, I, I like that I'm a very special guest, that made me feel good.
0: You are a very, very special guest. You are a very special guest, yeah, thanks for coming on on with us.
2: Of course, I'm excited to be here.
1: So since its inception, the internet has played a pivotal role in connecting people across the globe, um, including Uh, Pretty remote locations, as you know, we record this podcast from separate ends of the United States. Um, While the fundamental need for human connection hasn't really changed, platforms and technology continue to evolve, even today. Um, Faster internet connections and mobile devices have made social networks a ubiquitous part of our lives with the time spent on social media each day creeping ever upward. So Mia, I know you have some experience kind of in that social media industry, but before we get into that, um, maybe tell us a little about your journey after college. I know you were in LA for a bit, now you're back in DC.
2: Oh my gosh, yeah, my journey has been wild. I feel like it's flown by, but also <laughs> crawled at the same time. So um, I graduated from James Madison University go Dukes, uh, 2016 in Virginia. Um, and then I, it's so funny. So I feel like I've always been so different, I guess. And like most people, the end of senior year were like stressed about finding jobs. Right. And I was like, I don't want a job. Like I knew, I was like, guys, I was like looking at everyone. I was like, we are about to enter the workforce for like 40 something longer than that. What 40, 50 years. And I was like, I need a break. Like, I don't want to do anything. So I wanted to, like, stay at home, you know, like, work. I was a server, for, over, like, over the summers during college. So I was like, mm-hmm. I just want to stay home, save money, move to L.A. It's never how it happens. Life is never how it happens. I actually met this guy named Tim LeBeau, who's my savior. I met him at uh, a career fair right before leaving school. I literally just went to hear panelists, And then um, I met him. And we were just chatting and maybe it was because I was not trying. I genuinely was trying to get a job. Like, so I guess he was kind of like, You're cool. we were just chatting. He's like, You should come work at like the sports company. And I was like, Oh my god, ugh in my head, I'm like sports. Like, I can't stand sports, never really worked in sports, never dreamed of it. Like I was that person who I like was a tomboy as a kid, but then like in high school I started like I was more into like clubs and like organizations and like SGA and theater. So I was like sports, no, no, not me. <laughs> and so then I was like, okay, this is cool because it's for like the wizards and the capitals and the mystics, and that's like pretty dope. And it's like at at the time it was Verizon Center, but it's Capital One Arena now. And I was like, okay kind of cool. And then it started kind of <laughs> growing on me. And I like talked to like a lot of like my mentors and I'm really close to my parents and like my friends. They all were like, okay, it's for a video editor job at this huge company, but like, I mean, it could be huge. I mean if you want to be a producer if you want to be on air like being a good editor is the core of all all of that and it could even lead to you know on air kind of gigs in the future so i was like why not so i went worked in dc for a year there doing that but of course like i said i wanted to save up and move to la so i did i moved to la and then i did the nbc universal page program which is like a year rotational postgraduate program and that was pretty cool um but i mean that's a, a lot to talk about. I have to dive into that another time. Um but did that so I worked in all these different areas of entertainment, I worked in PR, I worked in the theme parks even, I worked uh marketing, digital, production, you name it, every part of a big media corporation I did it and then graduated from that program was like I'm done with corporate life. I've done it for like 2 years. I don't want to work for them anymore especially a big corporation and i was like it's just like it takes too slow to make change there and nothing ever changes so i completely rebelled went and worked for this really really small this technically a startup but it was like this small documentary company 60 second docs i don't know if you guys know it um and they make a facebook watch series too but worked there in marketing and i was like they're on their social media team um for a little bit of time then six months in, i got a call from my mentor back at NBC who works at E which is where I interned I was an intern for a summer during during college and he was like Mia and I started like he started as like a producer there and now he's like an exec producer slash showrunner which is like honestly the best of the best and he's like I'm starting a show it got greenlit which is huge in Hollywood and he's like I want you to come be my PA and I was like that's oh, wow. on this show I probably shouldn't I was like F yeah <laughs> so I was like, heck yeah. And I, I struggled with it because I was only at the other job for six months. I had no intention of leaving. But I mean, when you get a call, like when I, opportunity comes knocking, that's huge. You do it. And I was like, do it. And I was like, okay, I'd be starting with the show from the ground up. That's huge. Um, So I took it. But I took it knowing I had applied to grad school because I'd been, I kind of figured like my whole dream is to kind of be um, like, I want to have a media empire like oprah one day like i want to be able to say like oh like wow. i write like i have a magazine I have a production company i am on air like i just something about like i don't know like conversation somewhere between like like i love pop culture like that all that mm-hmm. kind of silly i don't want to say it's silly because i actually think pop culture is really influential and i hate when people are like it's just so dumb i'm like no it's way more influential and <laughs> i'm But somewhere between that and then, like, really, really deep conversations about life and, like, what is the meaning of life and who are these people that no one is talking to, no one's listening to their stories. So I want to find something in between there. And I realized my way in is probably writing because I've always been a writer before I started doing videos um, on YouTube in 2007. Like, I've always done writing. I want to write books. So I was like, I'm going to go back to grad school because I want my master's. I love school. And I applied and it was sad because I loved my last job. I loved E, but I was like, I know I always have a place here. Like I can come back when I want to. And for me, it's always been about like designing your own life. And um, I don't know, take like, you shouldn't have to, you can't be a slave to like society and to like, I don't know, like your life, I guess. Like you, you own your life. And I just feel like I was, we're so young, but I didn't want to end up like working at, you know, a company for like seven years, never really knowing my own destiny at that company because you never know what's going to happen. Like people were getting laid off there. And I just was kind of like, I, I feel like I'm going to just pave my own path. And so I left. Some people thought I was really stupid. Some people think it was really smart, but I'm happy. So it, that is my whole journey. That's a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I guess kind of along that, in that same vein, like you can't really wait for things to fall into your lap. So it's like you have this very clear, vision of what you've wanted to achieve and you know you have to kind of will yourself into those into those positions but i i'd say given i mean you've done a lot in seemingly what's been about what like three or four years since you graduated yeah. school um yeah. what what would you say is like the one quality or thing that has made you um i guess uh more open to these opportunities or more successful and in, in finding uh, these opportunities that are somewhat rare for people to come across
2: I think it's so funny because I'm doing um like a series on my Instagram right now, kind of about this idea of like not wanting to be somewhere but having to be there and like mm-hmm. how do you follow through, how do you make the best of it? And I, I think the one quality that opens anyone up to anything is like and puts you in the pathway for you to be lucky, because I do think that success is like part luck, part hard work, you know. But I think not enough people are nice and I think people um, really discount it. Cause I think we're in a place right now in the world where like you kind of like you have to tell people about themselves and like you gotta stand up for yourself and all that's so true. But I think um really what's gotten me so far is just being I try to be kind, like I'm definitely not a perfect person.
0: <laughs> sure.
2: Person some days, but I think just being nice and being genuinely good to be around really, really takes you a far way. Um, yeah. and I think to reach a point though, like, but I always get wary telling people that because then it sounds ingenuine. Like you can't just will people to be nice and you sure. can't just will people to be kind. But it's like telling yourself, like, I want to be the kind of person people want to be around. Like you can still be an introvert and be good to be around. You know, like you don't have to be like in people's faces. But um yeah, I think one of the best compliments I've ever received professionally, um was when someone told me, like, you you're a little just like a breath of fresh air. Like we yeah. especially news, like you're when it's crazy and there's so many last minute changes, like people will roll their eyes out in the open, like F this, I don't want to do this. Like, okay, if you're gonna roll your eyes, do it under your desk. Like, don't let people see, like you gotta be smile and be like, Yes, sir, yes, ma'am, like let's get the job done. Like, that is what people wanna be around, whether you're a boss, yeah, whether you're a like no one wants to be around negativity so like honestly save it for yourself later because no one cares you know
0: yeah i feel like people tend to reciprocate that like when they see you being not even just in person-to-person interactions but just being generally like upbeat and positive um or treating people kindly or with respect especially like in this age in social media where things can be interactions can be very like toxic and um especially like in the political Atmosphere. I feel like yeah. people just deal in like these emotional absolutes being like kind and r- respectful actually like makes you stand out more than just kind of submitting to uh, the general like negativity.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: So you mentioned that you kind of dove into the world of YouTube um, mm-hmm. early on in your life, what it seems like. And uh, I think last time I checked, you had like over 18,000 subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's
2: so. Do you just, how do you say that? So, thinking about it today, I was like, that is wild. Yeah, you're
0: it. on your way to your media empire. You have. To... I don't
2: know. I don't know. It ha- that that number hasn't grown in like three years because I kind of fell off on YouTube a little bit. Kind of. Started off. focusing. I mean, there's so many platforms now. Like, it's just where do you focus totally. your time? Now? But mm-hmm. kind of took a break, especially like I think it started to fall off during college when I was really focusing on my education, but
1: it's a lot um, It's it's definitely a lot especially to have 18,000 subscribers and over 2 million views on your channel that's a lot of a lot of um responsibility i guess you could say but going into the world of youtube um what were some of like your initial struggles like for someone who i mean even myself kind of getting into youtube but for people out there who they we use youtube it seems like for just like a great way to like share videos and kill a few minutes like during the day with some free video entertainment, but but for some people it's like a full-time job or more than just a hobby. Yeah. So could you kind of talk about how your life and how YouTube kind of formed your early, early years kind of with making videos and, and content?
2: Oh my gosh, this is, I love nothing more than to talk about the early days on YouTube. And I, specifically reiterate the early days on youtube like it was a dream it's so different now um but gosh where do i even start with this like it's such a different world now and i think i mean i'm so grateful to youtube for so so many reasons it formed i think like my entire life like it is the foundation Mm -hmm. of my creativity my imagination um My belief that the world can be like a good place that you can, um, you know, be friends with people no matter the distance, like you two, like, yeah. So I guess just to, the best place to start is probably the beginning. So I, um, well, do you want me to tell you how I started? Is that okay?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah.
2: I'm a mom. I was in, I was 12. It was seventh grade, (laughs) 2007
0: okay
2: uh, literally actually the anniversary just passed for like 10 or 11 years
0: congratulations yeah
2: <laughs> um, but yeah so i it was youtube started in 2005 i started in 2007 so it's a very new platform and i used to be a dancer when i was younger so I, me and my friends in the neighborhood like all of us would like Choreographed dances in our free times. So, you know, when you're young, it's like glory days, like <laughs> time. And so we were making dances, and me and my friends recorded it one day, um a dance that we made. And I had like this little pink digital camera that I got um <laughs> from my parents for like Christmas or something like that. And then we recorded the dance in one take. It was awful. The lighting is bad. The frames per second, like it looks like total shiznit. Like I said, I'm not gonna
1: cut
0: <laughs> it. No worries
2: um and oh god it was just awful but we uploaded it to the site that we'd heard of because it's like when you're I don't know maybe I don't want to say maybe when you're little because maybe people don't think to do this but I've always been like okay I've created this thing now what can I do with it like not an attention-seeking way but it's just because like when you love something you want to share it right so I was like I'm gonna upload this to YouTube so we did and it (laughs) took off like I, I don't know how. Um, we did it to the song called uh, Rockstar by Prima J, which was in the Bratz movie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Man. know that. And then, like, I it's uploaded it. And then, I know, isn't that crazy? And it just, I guess the, the movie hadn't come out, but when it did, it was like no one else had made a video to that song. And I mean, clearly now YouTube is like, you can't make music videos. Like it's all.
1: It's got, it's got a lot of guidelines, it seems like. It's all, a lot you know. of...
0: Yeah. Oh, like cop- it's below copyright me. protected. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'll copyright. I I, w- I shouldn't say it's baloney because I mean like listen like I'm a fan of Taylor Swift and she's quite a fight for her music right now so I'm like you know what is her music? I should be making music videos and uploading it but <laughs> at the same time like it's like hindered a lot of creativity so mm-hmm. um, yeah there was no rules then and we put it up people searched the song it has like I don't even know now it was like I, it went to like 120k really quickly and then it's blown up since then I don't even know how many now it's so much and then for me, it wasn't even that that made me want to keep doing it. I don't think that that boom of numbers actually even came till later. But I just found out, like I said, I'd always been a writer, like I grew up like, writing plays in my my living room with my friends. And like, we put it on for my parents and like our neighbors and stuff. And so um, I was more fascinated with the fact that like a camera could capture stories that I made. And I loved that. And so I started like, not really writing scripts, but, like, doing outlines for, like, sketches and, like, movies, and I've always loved scary movies, so we'd make, like, scary movies, you know, in my neighborhood, and, um, I started doing monologues, because I was doing theater, too, at the time, so I just did all these different types of videos. It was, like, a variety show, essentially, um, that was when, like, there was no beauty vloggers, like, it was, like, everybody was making, like, music videos one day, and then a cooking show the next, like, there wasn't, it wasn't niche, like, you were everything and nothing, and I really liked that, um, and so yeah i just kept uploading things and eventually like i just grew the subscriber base and it just kept growing and growing and growing and i think a lot of it was like just having fun and talking to people like you like genuinely yeah i don't know how we all found each other but people would comment on your videos and then you'd comment on theirs and you'd support each other and it was like right. non-competitive like it was just like fun like we all were just like i love your video like that's so cool and then like you know and i i'm so friends with these people to this day one of the girls we actually Kristen, we met up in D.C. a little while ago. We're planning, like, a trip to Maine next year.
1: Kristen Witcher? Carly,
2: she did YouTube. We met up. What'd you say?
1: Kristen Witcher? Is that her last name? Yeah. I know who that is.
2: Oh, my gosh. I'm crying. I love her.
1: (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, Yeah, I know. know.
2: Seriously. uh, She's amazing. But we met on YouTube. Like, I met so many people, and it was just, like, this community. Like, that's the best word to describe it. And so... Yeah, it gave me faith in humanity in a way that I didn't realize until now. You know, most things, like, you don't realize how influential they are on you until looking back. But,
0: yeah. Um, so, yeah. so so since I, you know, I took a look at your YouTube channel, and it seems like you do have had kind of – obviously, it's been around for a while, right? So there's a kind of a diverse range of topics that you've done. Like, I've seen some movie scene retakes, um, some just, like, general vlogging stuff. Uh, even yeah. Even some stuff, like, career-focused on, like, career development. Yeah. Um, is like is that you more like experimenting with different content or is it like what what is your process for deciding on like what to make videos about or like what do you now? enjoy most?
2: You mean like now currently?
0: Yeah, is there like a focus right, right. now?
2: So I would say right now I'm not making the content I want to make because I've been focusing on like other um avenues for content outside of YouTube, but mm-hmm. I think my more recent content that I've decided to, decided to do is really more um it's different than what it used to be clearly I can't make music videos anymore sketches. Yeah. I feel like it's not acceptable unless it's like short film quality. And I don't have time to do that. So I have not but now it's more like vlogs because it's like, it's easy content. I get to show my face still, but it's also things I deeply care about in my, like my life since I've grown up. So like, I love helping people with career stuff. I worked in a career center for three years in college. And then um That's like awesome. talking about my experiences at page, like, it's yeah. mostly that I think will actually help people and that people will watch. Um, but I, I, miss the. I feel like none of it's creative though, and I miss that. I'm, I'm actually planning to get back to that pretty sure. soon here. But mostly now, it's been like, what can I make quickly, and then um, how can I help people?
0: Yeah, I think that's I feel, a big. I, I feel like that is kind of the turn that YouTube's taken um, towards more of like a vlogging platform. Um, and I think you've kind of seen that with like some of the streaming platforms, like Twitch. People are more interested in like glimpses of people's lives. Yeah, um, and I feel like it's almost like a sense of authenticity or like something that's not necessarily like have has like a production value. It's just, um, you know, people's personalities, and I feel like that lends itself very well to your your personality because you are very like, um, I would say like larger than life or, um, you know, like upbeat personality
2: yeah of course
0: yeah. so uh obviously like you mentioned you're in school for creative writing right now what are your like what are your big plans once you graduate with that degree
2: oh my gosh dude like oh creative writing it's so funny because like all the people who have degrees in creative writing they're like you don't go to creative writing school to get a job at all mm-hmm. <laughs> like you really <laughs> go because you love the craft because it's like writers like, don't make a ton of money and like unless you want to be a copywriter like you don't really have like a solid job it's like a lot of I think my whole goal is the thing I love about school and like most like I'm getting my MA is that you um they structure these programs so that you have a book by the end and so I really wanted to like kind of like honestly have an excuse to like hunker down and be like I really like writing like I want to actually make a thing and I'm taking a screen writing class next semester so i'm really excited but i'm just really excited to have like full things that i'm ready to publish because i've done essays but i'm really excited to have like a full body of work so that's one of my goals is to like really figure out the process of like what is it like to actually like write revise publish a book how do you get a book published like how do you get an agent um but when i leave school hopefully i'll have that book published maybe i'll have a few published um and then i really want to combine my love for writing and um, being on Aaron's capacity. So I, I love profiles. I started doing profile writing briefly for this, this company was um, in between, you know, LA and DC. And so basically in profiles, you know, you just kind of, you choose like a person, an influential person or a celebrity or someone, and you make their lives basically just sound insanely interesting. Usually they're chosen because they are genuinely. Right but you kind of like work this creative edge to it and you have an angle and you really understand why that art or that thing or you know saving the whales is important to them and you just kind of like make it into a story so I hope I can combine that side of it um with on-air interviews and then kind of just like perfect my art for conversation and like an eye for um I guess like angles for stories and yeah then- Become Oprah? Just kidding. No one would ever. Be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's an overnight kind of thing, right? Um yeah. <laughs> What do you have like a writing influence? Any authors that maybe you grew up reading that were really influential on you, or where did where did you? Uh, what really stoked that fire for you?
2: That's a really, that's a really good question. It's interesting because, um, as you said the question, my answer changed a little bit. Huh. So okay, I would um like right now so funny story um cheryl Strait is like my favorite writer i don't know if you guys know her but she um does a column like an advice column on the rumpus which is like a writing website and okay. so dear sugar is her column um she's been doing that for years and she wrote wild which became a movie ton of other different like you know content and i just think her voice is so raw and authentic and she just writes about like right like life and grief and love and effing up in her life and like coming, I don't know, in a way that's very I feel like some people can be their inspiration can be kind of fake, but the way she hmm. says it is I don't know, it's just so raw and real and like she's gone through a shit ton in her life. Sorry, I ended up cussing.
0: No, it's um, okay. It's very loose. And, no worries.
2: Okay, great. And and she's been through a lot. And so I really like her. Um currently, um, but it's funny like when you said did you have writing influences growing up.
0: Mm. It's so
2: funny because I did. Um, but I think this is an interesting topic at large because I feel like a lot of people um kind of say who are you reading or like what other YouTubers are you watching? Or like what writers, you know, inspired you. And I, I have a long list, but I was thinking about this the other day. Like I think sometimes I don't know if any other creative people feel this way, but I sometimes tend to be like, I don't want to look too much into what other people are doing. because I feel like it starts to hinder my voice. Um, I feel like I'm an empath and I'm like highly influenced. So I always try not to get too into the mix. Like I I, I usually have a few favorites, like even with my newsletters, even with my podcast, like I have a few I listen to and that's it and i try to you know get a feel like i so i know what other podcasts are i know what other newsletters are out there in the world but i really religiously like follow a few things because i am always scared that like my my own internal voice will be influenced by like the voices of others whereas like people are like you need to read you need to read a lot of authors you need to like you know take in as many podcasts as possible where i think that's kind of like a hindrance to somebody's yeah.
0: but i don't know I if actually- that's you- no, that's that's like a really unique perspective because, um, like you said, like when you're doing anything, like uh, like say someone wants to become a director, like people are like, you know, you got to watch The Greats, watch like Clinton, Quentin Tarantino, watch Scorsese, or if you want to become a writer, like you got to read a lot. Um, but I think it's really cool that you almost don't want your own like unique style to be, because like inevitably you reading someone else's book or watching someone else's movie is going to have an effect on the way that you approach writing or filmmaking or something like that so um that's really interesting
1: have you ever been at i guess um with youtube or with your writing where you actually are starting to make money from that and it's like wow this is actually something i can do like and does that kind of fuel you to go forward or is it not really so much about the financial parts of it.
2: Oh my gosh, that's another good question. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> I feel conflicted about this because I genuinely I would love to do what I love and get paid. Like I would love to keep doing YouTube and get paid. I'd love to start my podcast and get paid. I'd love to like keep my blog you know upkept and then get paid for ads <laughs> for that. But I'm also scared that I'll also- uh changing what kind of content i put out um yeah i'm always worried about that but i remember when i and, and it changes as we get older right like before i think i started youtube now people get into it i feel like to make careers out of it which is not a bad thing but i feel like when i started it was a hobby and when i got cut my first check from youtube i was like what like i can make money off of this i was like cool like I'm in high school, you know, like living like rent free with my parents. I'm like, yeah, like a hundred bucks. So cool. (laughs) But now I'm scared that hunger will make me do things for money to survive. Like in the real world, as an adult, we have to pay rent and bills. Like I'm scared that that hunger for money will sway what I'm making. And I've, I've definitely felt that honestly, um, in like the past few years, you know, like kind of like what kind of content do I want to put up there? Like what in the back of my head I'm always like, what will make money? Like, but I I now don't shy. I think for like a little bit of time I tried to shy away from that. But now I kind of lean into it and I think, okay, if I'm gonna make money off of this and if I'm gonna be smart and strategic about like what are people searching, what are people gonna watch, how can I stay true to my voice and myself within that content? And what kind of content do I think will help? Like this I I knew in the back of my head, so this example one of my latest videos was the NBC page program video talking about that experience. And I put it out and when I was making it in, in my head, I kind of was like, okay, there's not a lot of videos like this on YouTube. People are, I remember when I was trying to get into the program, I was looking for these kind of things. And I was like, I know it's going to get a lot of hits, but I try not to let, let it get too into my head. Um, And it, it did. It's like, it's been one of my biggest successes recently, but I think, it's not bad to be like okay, like how can I help people and be successful at it if that makes sense. Sure. All
0: yeah, no, I I feel like they they kind of say that about starting a business, you know, it's like what do you yeah. notice is missing or like what are you frustrated with? Um and the approach that you took with like when you were applying for the program wishing you had something like that out there. Um it's really really smart. Um so obviously we talked, you know, you're on your your road to this Oprah Winfrey like media empire, um, oh. early early in the journey. Um, but I know you mentioned you're planning on starting a podcast soon. Are we at liberty to talk about that at all?
2: Oh my gosh, sure, I'd love to.
0: <laughs> cool. So you know, me and Kyle are, are big podcast fans. What uh, would you mind giving us kind of an overview of what you're you're planning for this uh, for this podcast? Yes,
2: I'm so excited. <laughs> Totally. So, um, I did a podcast a few years ago and I like fell in love with it, but it was very much like I wasn't like I'm starting one and continuing it. It was like a, I made a special series. I knew it was going to be 10 episodes, one season. It was for about my last few weeks in college. Um, and that was so much fun. And then I've seen like podcasting expand since then. Cause it was a very small world when I did that, but sure. now I'm like, okay, I want to get back into this and do something to be like a little bit longer Um, with a few seasons, like with no end date, you know? And so, um, it's one that I'm working on with my friend, Michael, who lives in DC. We've known each other since high school. I don't know if you guys know him, Michael Galfetti. Do you know him?
1: Is Uh, he on your Instagram quite often? Maybe
2: not. Maybe. (laughs) Honestly, we're such low key friends. Like we hang out all the time, but we never really like post anything about it. Um, Mm. but we've been friends since then. Our friendship has only grown. And, um, he lives in DC. Clearly I lived there for a year and we hung out all the time. And then when I moved to LA, we stayed friends. Now I'm back. And so it's called 2am Talks. And um, oh. it's basically like we record it as close to 2am as we can because <laughs> that's when, like, you're the most loopy and I feel like you're the most raw. And so the whole concept of the podcast is like when the chatter of the world you know, deceases for the day and it's just you and you're alone and you're you're falling asleep and you're in bed and like those nights you can't fall asleep. It's like, what are the questions that are keeping you up? Because those are the questions that we're all asking ourselves, but people don't talk about it. Cause it's like the most intimate time. It's like right before bed. And like, you're just kind of like, Oh my gosh, like, Oh, am I the only one thinking this? Or like, you're cringing at, you know, a thought you had earlier or something you've done. So it's like, why not bring that to a public space where we can talk about all these things. And so each week um, it's going to be weekly. We each bring a question to the table so for example like is love enough or um what's another one like when should you end the friendship or I don't know like just kind of like these life questions um about anything there's no limit or no specific topic but we don't tell each other what we're going to ask so that it's genuine advice and it's almost like this like therapy session <laughs> sure not we're not a therapist but it's just yeah, these universal, universal questions we're all asking each other, and so we kind of discuss each one that we have for each other.
0: That um, is that is really cool. Excited. Yeah, that Thanks. we'll uh, we'll keep an eye out for that one and anticipate yeah. uh, you know the release, and we'll we'll be listeners of course. Um, cool. Do you uh, do you listen to a lot of podcasts, or do you kind of take the same approach uh, that you do with writing, uh, where you try not to like be influenced by too many different like external forces
2: yeah yeah i i i think i keep the same general rule of thumb but i actually love podcasts i have for a long time so i listen to quite a few but i'm always embarrassed to say which ones i listen to because i feel like people listen to such good like deep intellectual podcasts where like for me i like to read stuff like that but i can't listen my attention so i i like like Lady Gang is one of my favorite podcast. Such <laughs> it's such fast. It's like three girls in Hollywood who are like C listers who are like trying to be A-listers. But okay. I love this. I just love raw, honest conversation. They're just honest. They talk about they're not afraid to talk about anything. Like they talk about things like I don't know, like UTIs and shit. Like things like people are like, <laughs> oh, I'm talking about this, but you're like, this is so honest. I love it. Um so I really like them. I like the show called Beautiful Anonymous, where it's one host um, and people from all over the world, United States, too, like, they call in and they never say their name. They never say who they are. They just tell their story. And he asks, He just basically interviews them on the spot. And he's a really good interviewer. Um, of That's course, really cool. NPR, like Fresh Air. Um, right.
1: Not a sponsor. What no else? Uh,
2: there's one <laughs> I've been to. My my writing professors, a science podcast every week. And it's awesome. And there's one he loves, it's called The Turnaround, um, and it's when an interviewer, basically an interviewer gets interviewed. So this one guy, the host, clearly interviews people, but it's all—it's only like reporters, journalists who ask questions for a living. So it's funny and ironic because it's like kind of, nerve it's, un, it's unnerving for him because he's like, you interview people, so you're probably psychoanalyzing me interviewing you, but you bring it into their head. So it's really cool. And I feel like I'm missing so many. Oh, Oprah Super Soul conversations, clearly. Lots well, of um... good
0: podcast recommendations. <laughs> and the Coast to Coast yeah. podcast. That's
2: everything for, that I can think of.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. And um, you have this thing that I see on Instagram also that you're doing on Sunday nights. That's, you kind of touched on it earlier, but you're just giving people advice on how to be unstuck from maybe they're not so... Happy situations.
2: Uh, you put it better than I ever could. Honestly, (laughs) that's it. That's the tagline. The the podcast. I mean, that is that is the. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You just started that, right? Like, I think today was like your first or second episode.
2: Yeah, today was my first official one. So it's I've actually been wanting to do this for, I guess, a year. Like a year ago, it's just crazy to me how things happen. They're supposed to because in between my first and second year in LA, it was the worst time of my life. Like I was miserable. I was honestly crying every day. I cried in every possible space possible, like a car, elevators, the street with strangers. Like I just was so miserable. I wanted to leave LA. Like I've been in a long distance relationship for two years. And so um, I just like missed Dan. And I like wanted to be back with him and I wasn't fully happy in LA. And like, I didn't want him to come there because I didn't really like it. Um, But I was like, I gotta make a career here and like I was so convinced <sighs> that I could only have a career in LA but I realized like that's not true and so I think if I would have made it at that time it would have been a mess I mean it's still kind of a mess I'm working out kinks as I go mm-hmm. but I think that's the honest part of it um,
0: You could have titled your podcast but, yeah, Places, to is... <laughs> Places to Cry Places to Cry
2: We called it, uh, uh... Call it. Um,
0: so, so what was it that you didn't like about LA?
2: Um, Let's See, gosh oh how long do you have
1: like <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you had to have like a like a top reason was it more like the people i know i think i heard you talk about that before like your work environment wasn't really the best and like the constant like social comparisons that people do out there yeah.
2: So I think it's a mix of a lot of different things. It's not just that. I don't want to say I always get hesitant saying to people because that's such a weak Mm -hmm. answer, you know? Like, I realize when I say that, it sounds so weak. It's like, really? Like, that's what you didn't like? But I think it's really just a culmination of things, and that's what makes L.A. such a complicated city. Like, I remember when I moved there, someone was like, L.A. is a really lonely city. Just be ready. And I was kind of like, what are they talking about? But you feel it because I feel like everyone kind of goes there with a dream, and so they're focused on that dream. They're not focused on... Anybody really outside themselves, you're constantly – it's all about, like, how you look, um, who you're friends with, who you know. And I think for me, it was just, like – a big thing, too, is, like, I I always say, like, I feel like 8 out of 10 people, when you ask them why they're in L.A., or if you talk to them, they'll be like, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my job. So most – it's just a city where, like, I really truly believe in vibes, and everybody wants to leave. Nobody wants to be there. They feel stuck there, which is so funny to me because – I don't know. And I, I just, am, I always stumble through this answer because it's just like, it's it's so layered um, and complicated. But I just remember, I always tell people, I don't think it even vividly captures it enough, but one when people ask me this, one scene that always sticks out in my head is I got invited to, and I'm not, I always hate saying this. Some things you just can't sound not pretentious saying. It just sounds <laughs> Mm. And okay, I was like, I got that lunch at Netflix. And my friends were like, ooh, lunch at Netflix. And I was like, no, literally, like, how do I say that? that sound like sounding like an asshole. Like, I don't know. And so <laughs> I got invited to go to this Spotify uh, Music Awards after party. And I went with my friends. And um, it was just crazy. Like, it wasn't a good time. You know, it's like one of those things where it's like, that's like not the coolest ever event you could go to. But I went and, I mean, it's a pretty cool scenario so many like there's celebrities there um producers like everybody you can think of and it was like nobody was present like it really just felt like an empty room and it was just like i was standing Mm -hmm. in a circle with people but everyone's looking at each other no one's you know engaged in their friend groups or talking to their friends everyone's kind of like looking to see what everyone else is doing phones are out flashes on like just pictures pictures no one's really dancing everyone no one's eating no one in la eats anything i've heard they throw away so much food at events because people don't eat (laughs) (laughs) but it's just really happy and it gets it got really old for me it wasn't worth it anymore um not to say that la isn't a magical city i mean it's a really cool place like and then when things happen like because i was a page so we'd have to do red carpets all the time like red carpets are awesome like like, the, the AMAs are tonight. Like, award shows are cool. Like, it's genuinely awesome. But <laughs> even the celebrities who are there, like, they kind of, they don't want to be there. I don't think anybody wants to be in LA. It's a really weird, complex scenario. Um,
0: yeah, that that's in- interesting. To about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks for giving us kind of an idea of that that kind of dynamic. And, and props to you for making the decision to, to move back to the East Coast. Like, I know that probably isn't easy, especially being, like, That friend, like in your friend group, like that friend who moved to LA to try to make it. I'm sure it's not easy to decide. Yeah. You know, because like the people at this party that you went to, like you're also thinking about, you know, what people might be thinking of you. And I think it was really, really courageous for you to do that and to be studying, uh, doing something you love too. Oh, thank you so much. No worries. (laughs) Um, And I know, I know you've actually got a paper that you have to finish tonight um so we, we won't keep you too much longer um but we really appreciated you coming onto the show um talking about your journey so far um and it was really fun talking to you
2: oh thank you so much i love being here i love talking to you guys you ask such good questions and i'm excited yeah, that you're doing... you know what you happy too like from different coasts which is super impressive <laughs> right. super- i love it yeah.
1: so coast where can coast. where can people find you online mia
2: can they find me. You can find me on Twitter, which is my favorite platform ever. I love Same. it because
1: it's
2: funny <laughs> and entertaining. I see you on Twitter, Misha. I love it. It
1: um, is great. So it, yeah. No rules.
2: It's the best. It's entertaining. It's not about, I always say it's not about how you look, it's about what you have to say, which is why I love Twitter. <laughs> sure. um, it, you can find me there at Hot Mess Mia because I'm a hot mess. Um, and then on Instagram, I feel like I pen a lot of like letters and not actual letters but just like posts with like longer captions like blog style so it's yours truly nia and then um youtube you can find me at yours truly nia as well and i think that really covers it yeah
0: okay cool oh, great and we'll be uh we'll be anxiously anticipating your uh, the release of your new podcast as well so we'll keep an eye out for that too
2: thanks okay i can't wait to update you guys you guys are awesome
0: yeah for sure <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Thanks and, again. Uh, best of yeah. luck with your paper.
2: Oh, thanks so much. Love school. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> <Please help me. laughs> Bye. Talk
1: to you later. Bye. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Coast to Coast podcast. This episode was brought to you today by Audible. This um, the home of the largest selection of digital audiobooks. Audible is a leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet. Audible content includes more than 250,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products with free apps for every type of phone and device so that you can access your books anytime, anywhere, right from your smartphone. Get a 30-day free trial and free audiobook at audible.com slash coast.
0: And thank you to the folks at Anchor where we're hosted. Uh, Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, We're currently on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Uh, google play and spotify Um, and as always if you're listening we're always looking for feedback on how the shows have gone or what you're interested in listening to best way to reach us would probably be on twitter you can find me at big underscore mish and you can find kyle at kyle x mckenna Uh, with that thanks again and we'll talk to you next week thanks bye